Welcome on into the Steamy Nook, a podcast from a small and steamy nook within the corner of the internet where we talk about everything and also anything at the same time. Today we are Mike Cronin, Henry Nip Nipples, and yours truly Miguel Enchiladas, aka Mike Ortiz. Welcome on in everybody. Uh, we're short a few hosts today. Uh, o Pocket, aka Kyle, is out celebrating some family milestones. By milestones, I mean he filled up his lady with that good good and they're expecting another kiddo. Shout out to him and his seed. That's a dub in my book. All jokes aside, O Pocket, we love you. We miss you. Congrats. Uh, Majestic Steve. Yeah, Majestic (laughs) Steve is out of the office today. Uh, He's on set for his next film, Backdoor Hussies 9, featuring our good buddy Wiley McFly. Uh, Which means (laughs) we're making a Steve swap today, guys. We're calling in the big guns. Cronin, do you want to introduce our our additional host today? Yeah, we talked about him a little bit last week. He um, took the fucking first week off. I don't know why, but I don't know who approved that, but uh, no, we have Cunty Steve from Australia. We're, we're very excited to have him. What's up, everybody? Coming at you from the future. The best dude. Yeah, what's the future like? 14 hours ahead. I got an email from HR saying I'm contractually obliged to be here today, so yeah, so excited to be here and finally put a name to, to what we're doing. So before we dive into more more about Cunty Steve and go go into the shitstorm of our podcast, we're going to hit up a real quick serious note here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Grave Hopped. Uh, I want to take a moment to talk about someone who played a really important part in sort of why we're all here today and why we're even podcasting right now. The, the guy is the story of the year. They kind of summed up everything in a post, so I'm just going to quote them directly. So it's a quote from story of the year. After a long Long and brave battle with cancer, Greg left us last night. In those early days, Greg played a significant part in helping Big Blue Monkey become Story of the Year. Together, we toured the country in a van, moved to California, signed a record deal, and worked on songs that would wind up on Page Avenue. He was a bigger-than-life personality with an incredible sense of humor. He was also a very talented musician and songwriter. Greg leaves behind three beautiful kids and a loving wife, and we're going to miss him dearly. If there is an afterlife, Greg is there, tall as fuck, Guitar in hand, making everyone laugh. Love you, dude. End quote. Yeah, for sure. But we're going to put on our socials, we're going to put a GoFundMe link uh, to check out Greg. Greg's GoFundMe. Go check it out. Go read about it. Go read about Greg. Uh, it's actually a letter from him pretty much towards his end of days there, which is pretty insane to read. Greg also did release a single a few weeks back called Ready Now. If you want to go give that a listen. Rest easy, Greg. Uh, much love from us. Thanks a lot. Thanks for everything. Yeah, it was great seeing him uh, what, it, near the end of 2020 uh, when Story of the Year did the three uh, live streams that they did. He, they, that was so good. They brought him. So they brought him in to play Razor Blades and the medley that they normally do of you know other band songs near the end, and uh, it was that was great to see him out there doing that. And uh, of course, you know everything looked good then, but we you know we we had heard about that things weren't great, but. Uh, he uh, mustered the energy to make it through for that set, for that part of the set. And killed it too. Killed it. Yeah. Yeah, he looked great um, during that. You know, it's it was definitely a huge surprise. I thought things were going well. And, uh, you know, going back to, you know, what what part did he play in Story of the Year? And, and I think it was it's substantially bigger than he, he gets credit for. I mean, you know, they kind of harken back to the EPK they put out. Um, that got him on the map with Gold, uh, with Goldfinger and got the attention of John Feldman, which really was the catalyst of their career. And you know, Greg had the balls to to sneak sneak on their bus and and um, put it in their put it in their VCR. Um, you know, and and so who knows? You know, I mean, if he didn't do that, um, would we would we even be sitting here? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like Ortiz said on that GoFundMe, reading that 
letter he he put up i think it was late last year i'm not sure but it was like knowing he was gone it was just like hyper emotional i was like oh my god like i've never even met the guy like i have no idea but um it was like damn man you know i got kids i got you know and and uh but yeah I, i said it was it was awesome you know i mean he he was great that ghost signal appearance was truly uh to be treasured you know i hopefully they release that officially soon and uh but yeah it was great yeah and, and the connection to you know whether you realize it or not the connection to the music that's being made you know beforehand and you know the influences that he had has just been you know very very underrated and you know it's it's a terrible situation but what more what more can you say about it so there's no easy transition here <laughs> which you know we can't really go from talking about someone who's passed on and then just kick into our shitstorm podcast, but we're going to do that now. We're just going to we're going to change the direction, but definitely go check out that GoFundMe. Go listen to that song. Go show some yeah. love on that. Go sh- go shed some light on there. Uh, even if you can't donate, uh, it, retweet it, share it, yeah. like it, comment. You know, do all the social things to get it out there for people to go check mm-hmm. out, go listen to, go read up on. Talking about influences, talking about music, and talking about all that. Last week when we were talking about our appearance or our taken hostage of the page avenue crew podcast during that pod uh, our group had chatted about sort of our like origin stories or how we had first heard about story of the year and since we have the wild australian cunty steve in here with us today we're actually gonna give him a chance to talk about that just because you guys are hearing him for the first time and it's your time to get to know him a little bit but let's let steve take the floor here and uh talk about story of the year crikey yeah, it's a makeup session, so it better be really good, because last week we did it and you didn't fucking do it. So be good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I put I, I put the leave application in. It got signed. I'm sorry. It's just just it's terrible timing. I understand. That. In terms of an origin story, it's um it's much the same as um, Michael Teasers, where you know I was hearing them on um, the Need for Speed Underground soundtrack, and much like Mike, I um. You know, really just turned off every other song and just sort of listened to them. And it was unlike anything I sort of had heard before. I was I was pretty naive at that time when Page Avenue came out in terms of uh, labels and producers and, you know, all that sort of scene music. And, you know, they were really the, the first band that I sort of heard and was like, what is this sound that I'm hearing? And um, moving on from that, the, the first tour they did was Taste of Chaos 05. And I think on that, card there were uh, the used uh, kill switch engage funeral for a friend uh, rise against and so i actually purchased um online tickets after the fact well, you know very late towards the concert so i paid a exorbitant amount to go see them and i i went to the concert and i went and saw story of the year and then i went to do uh, the autograph signing that they did which was super dope got to meet them all say hello, you know, really connect with the guys for the first time. And then I, well, I walked out, you know, I walked out on The Use, I walked out on Kill Switch Engage, I walked out on Rise Against, and I sort of look back now and kind of go, well, I'm a fucking idiot, aren't I? A little bit. hell of a lineup you walked out on. Holy <laughs> yeah. crap. A little bit. I, I know, and I, and I sort of just think back for something, and go like, and that's how naive I was at the time, where, you know, you walk out on, on bands like that just because, you know, you sort of wipe your hands and go, well, I saw what I came to see, and they were, they were super nice, super friendly. You know, it was, it was, you know, for a, a small set that they played, it was, it was everything that I wanted it to be. So, you know, I walked out happy nonetheless. When they visited you, uh, which album cycle was that? Which album was it for? It, it was the Page Avenue cycle. So it was, it was their, their first album cycle and first time they're visiting Australia. And uh, it was, on, it was a, a show that uh, Kevin Lyman had put together 
you know, he was the creator of Whoop Tour. And it was, uh, it was like they toured internationally, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the show that they got to come out here was just, it was incredible. And, you know, I had the, the worst seats in the worst area, but I found two other guys with story year shirts and, you know, for half an hour set, we, we just rocked out and yeah, it was, it was everything I wanted it to be no matter where I was sitting in the arena. I was only asking because it seems uh, out of all of our Australian buddies in discord, whenever we do talk about story of the year or their influences on making it over there in Australia, it seems uh, in the wake was sort of like their big breakthrough album over there. Is Was that the case for you or? Um, uh, in terms of um, knowing that they were coming, you know, I sort of didn't really, I had a friend who actually told me they were coming. Like I didn't sort of keep up with tour cycles and things like that. But In The Wake sold, I think, a lot better here than it did internationally. And I think that was off the back of obviously that that tour cycle as well. Page Avenue, I think you had Until the Day I Die was a big single. Uh, Anthem was a big single here as well. But um, yeah, in terms of In The Wake, I think that definitely performed a lot better than, than what they were hoping for. So did you get to hang out with any of the guys or is it just strictly just like at a signing kind of a situation? Yeah, yeah. They just set up a, a signing booth and, you know, you sort of, Grab a CD, and I've got the CD up on my wall still. That's signed by all the guys. It was the Determination CD, but they played mostly sort of all Page Avenue song. Nice. Your buddy, your buddy was the one that introduced you. Yeah. So yeah, he was um he was a fan of I think he was a fan of Rise Against. Yeah. So he was like, hey, this band that we know they sixty nine each other on stage. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they, they um. He said, the story is coming to Australia. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they're coming to, like, I had no, no idea that international bands even toured. Yeah. That's how, that's how dumb I was at the time. You know, I'm like, well, if they actually tour, the bands do that. And so, yeah, he's, I think I paid like, I paid dumb amounts for the tickets because they were last minute. Everything was sold out. And yeah. And so I went to that. But after that, you know, they've, they've come back regularly. They've done, you know, the Page Avenue cycle 10 years and counting. I uh, went and saw them on the Determination Tour, where, which was their first time headlining. And once again, yeah, they did a, a meet and greet and got to have a, a, another you know, good chat to them and take some pictures and things like that. And they've always just been super cool, super dope and, you know, so so friendly. And, and I think Australia has really become a, a second home for them as far away as we are. You know, it's, um, yeah, it, it's always a pleasure having them out here. Have any of the guys ever stroked your beard? Uh, I don't want to disclose all the information you know <laughs> on the first time i'm here for those listening cunty steve has a beard uh you know if you were to give beards different ranks you're to give them different labels uh steve's beard is entering close to like grand wizard it's pretty <laughs> long it's a pretty long beard so i was just wondering you know you've been maintaining that thing for a while if any of the guys have placed any hands or fluids on your beard just curious just asking I made Adam touch it once just for luck, you know, try and help him grow a beard, you know. You should have you cut some off and then offered it in a bag for him, let him glue it on to wear it during, during a performance. Well, he cut his hair off during one of the tours in Australia. So, you know, maybe next time they come out, it's only fair that, you know, I, I do the same thing back and throw my beard up on stage. That's right. <laughs> I remember seeing that. He grew his hair out and then shaved it. Like Todd, They shaved Todd's head, right? DJ Todd? Yeah, I think that's the one. Steve, question. What's the OCC? So the OCC is the overnight cunt crew. Basically, a strict, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the time that, you know, the Australians have the run of the Discord. You know, there's a, there's a certain time window where all the Americans go to bed and all the Australians are still up since we're on future time. So it's really just us running the house. So if you, um, if you join at the wrong time, you might be subjected to, you know, um, asking, you know, where you live and who you are. And, you know, we may accidentally initiate you into our little group. And you will be you will be forced to change your name to a cunt variation. 
Yeah, so all the Australian users have the word cunt somewhere in their name. So Cunty Steve, that's his variation. Do you want to give shout outs to the other to the others in Discord? Yeah, shout out to um, Cut Muffet, or as we call it, Christine. And um, <laughs> no, I can't even think of how to pronounce it. Cut Leah, which is actually Talia, but I'm actually going to call it Cutzilla going forth now, which is the name I gave it today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, oh, she's, I, I, she's definitely... Dr- She's driving somewhere. That's <laughs> and non, she's always in the car. Dude. And not non buttercup. He's another one as well. He, he's, he's crazy, he's, man. I like. I, I love. He's that guy. definitely the most Australian of all of us Australians. Dude, he's nuts. What qualifies that, Steve? Why? Why is he more Australian? Uh, he's he, he just has a better twang. Just sinks piss better. Calls us calls people cunts better. It's just it's a combination of all the things. You can't you can't breed that sort of thing here. You know what I mean? It's just God given talent. So, country Steve, the the whole music scene over there. Uh, did you ever join it, into it yourself? Like, were you ever a musician or played anything yourself? No, I've tried to dabble in guitar before, but I just, I suck. I suck like, you know, a donkey eating a toaster. I think that's Ryan put it once before. So, yeah, I, I, I've tried and it's I don't I don't have the ability to be able to, you know, put music together. So, you know, my, my daughter actually, I've got two daughters and my, my oldest one is actually really good at piano. And, you know, I'm sure I had to really force on her to try and show me how music works. But, yeah, it's, it's not something I've... I'm ever going to be able to do it, unfortunately. But did you paint that girl's nails, dog? <laughs> Come on, man. Can I paint, Can my, paint nails? my nails? I paint my nails. Can I paint my nails? Oh. Ortiz is like, I gotta edit this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I paint my nails. We're I gonna, paint my nails. We're gonna have a ten-minute podcast. You are the best editor because you made us sound awesome on episode one. I I can make people sound sober, which is good. <laughs> Uh, I was sober before you got here. Yeah, can you do me first? You're making me sound like I'm a news reporter. You can't have Seagram's ginger ale and pretend like you're drunk, you moron. (laughs) You're going to get drunk with ginger ale? Absolutely not. Getting fucking ginger wasted. Hey, that guy at the bar gave me the wrong drink. Fucking Harry Potter's having (laughs) butterbeer over there. What the fuck are you doing? Dude, dude, I actually made that one time. Dude, I did too. It was awesome. I know. I did with my kids. It was... Never mind. No. It's not good podcast material. I mean, if you guys want to talk about it, I mean, talk about it. Butterbeer? I don't want to talk about butterbeer. I don't want to talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> just, just think of all the Harry Potter butterbeer memes Tali is going to make of you guys. I know nothing about Harry Potter. Because you're a bitch. I'm a, I'm a muggle bitch. <laughs> so on Spotify, there's always like that new, that new Music Fridays. At least I get that. I get like a release radar kind of a thing. And all the people I follow get like updates on new jams, new songs. Uh, for you guys currently... What are you listening to, and who's the band? It's been a while since I picked up anything new, unfortunately. Uh, I guess the last new thing was the new album from uh, Atreyu last year. That's the last new music you've listened to? Last year. Uh, of, I'm trying to think of the last release stuff. Uh, God damn. Your Spotify yeah, rap is going to be fucked. Well, no, his Spotify. Well, he's he, he just downloaded Spotify well, last week. I, I, I had it technically. <laughs> so. Man. Is it because they don't have that flack? <laughs> no, no, not because of that. Oh, I've, got, I've, I've, got, I've got other reasons. So we got the newest music for Henry was Atreyu's newest album. When, when did that, that come out? That was like June. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. That album fucking slaps. Yeah. Uh, but I've listened yeah, to Henry. Wiley loves it too. Henry, Wiley, that's Wiley's favorite <laughs> album. It, it came out in June of last year. My, my guy. There's been new. Really? There's been new music. Uh, yeah, it was well, like uh, Baptized dropped June 4th. Yeah. 
That and the new Rise Against album dropped the same day. And I was go start those. your Rise Against podcast. Oh somewhere my else. god! god damn Rise it. Against podcast again. Boy. Start your own shit. Am I on the wrong podcast? I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you're on the Rise Against podcast apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hey, RPM is a life changing album. So it was Siren Song. No, but the the Trey You Baptize album was was dope. It was um, great. I loved it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't actually listened to New Rise Again since um, Led Sales Paper Anchor. So coming back into that was, it was great. Did you call Rise Against yeah, Led Sales I, I was Paper Anchor? Actually, yeah, sorry. That was a tray, you dog. We can edit that out. <laughs> you had way too much. Way too much. <laughs> drunk on ginger ale right now, guys. It's unbelievable. Dude, he is chocolate wasted. It's actually just more of a diabetic coma for him uh, <laughs> yeah. than anything. But at least on my end, uh, New Jams, uh, Silverstein dropped a new song. Die Alone, that shit's pretty great. Uh, shout out to Brooke Royal. Yeah. Shout out to Bon. I did listen to that song. Uh, bon John pretty good. There's a band called The Vaccines. They have a new song called The Planet of the Youth. Pretty great. Uh, Day Shell has a new song out called Hip Shot. Electric Cowboy has a new song called Spaceman. And then Action Bronson. Uh, Action Bronson. Uh, Bronson? Bronson? I can't speak. Dropped a new song called Sub-Zero. Those are some of my recommendations for the week if you all want to Type those into Spotify's and go give that a listen. Those are yeah. great. I hit up the new Papa Roach album. Is um, it's pretty good. The first couple of songs are all the singles they've released, and you know, they, it's one of those bands that you can't really predict what they're going to do next. You know, there's a lot of a lot of rap on it, a lot of rock on it. You know, but you can't really pigeonhole them into like, oh yeah, here's what they're going to put out next time and predict it. You know, they're actually, you know, it's it's, it's really different. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I'm breaking right now. I just saw what Cronin has his name as in this meeting room right here. Uh, for those listening, he has little wiener lips as uh, his name. He just he just turned off his camera real quick, but I just read it and just lost it. But uh, for, for Papa Roach, uh, what would you describe the music and like kind of what it's similar to? Like if you're to name other bands and compare it. That's that's a tough question. You know, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of rap into it there's a lot of rock into it it's hard to sort of it's one of those genres where they kind of define their own little niche area in the middle between genres yeah everybody wants to break out of you know not make anything in any one genre these days but a lot of times it ends up being for the best you know mix mix stuff up a bit they're, they're definitely not afraid to try and you know forge their own path and what they want to sound like i guess i did pick up one new album since then uh it was another, still another last year. I just looking. I was trying to look through my uh, my, my music collection. The uh, the Data Remember album, the the You're Welcome, their, their newest album. That was like late last year. Not, not bad. I think that a lot of people were down on it, but it's uh, it's, it's not too bad. There's a couple of good songs on there. Yeah, like there's some, there's some real like memorable stuff, but it's you know well, on some of them are at least yeah. It's not like a ten out of ten, but uh, I didn't quite hate it the way some people uh, panned it. There's some. Definitely some good listenable, uh, like single material, especially like uh, Mind Reader. Yeah, uh, and I like the uh, the "Fuck You Money" song. It's a great song. Oh, "Fuck You Money" is a great track. I fuck, it's great. We but I think people get, get really hung up on like you money. The first time they hear a band, and the first time they hear a single, they get really hung up on that sound, and they kind of de- define the band around that sound instead of like expecting to hear something new. Or hear a sound evolve with the band. And I think that's what people argue the most about online is when a, a band drops a new album and then it sounds different. It's like, don't you want to hear something new? Don't you want to hear a different sound or a change? 
like yeah the band's gonna have that sound that defines them but don't you want something different because you're gonna hear the same shit over and over again that gets boring yeah well what was years ago it was i think about that line every time somebody says something like that reminds me of a line out of one of uh, jay-z albums like people want my my old shit buy my old album that's true like, yeah. just play their old you album the over and over again. just exactly like, that's what the sound you want go go with that why don't you know, get some new creative shit from people so mr cronin you got any new jams or any new uh, music stuffs you got going on this week I think you touched on it, man. It was the Silverstein to die alone? Crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, I'm really pumped for that album. I think it's coming out in May. Misery made me. You know, it's funny. I ordered their. I ordered two copies of the vinyl, and then the cassette became available today. So that's pretty cool. A cassette. cassette still? So I ordered that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do any of you yeah. have a cassette player? Cassette. So I have. I own two cassettes now in my life. I own um, Dead Reflection by Silverstein. You'll get three soon. Oh. Don't tease me like that. It's coming, baby. It's coming. Um, but I have, <laughs> Did you get him a Page have, Avenue uh, cassette? I do. I sent one to the old cunt boy there. Oh, my God. I have a signed one, too. And I'm actually sending him yeah. a uh, In the Wake of Determination cassette, which for a long time... we Yo, they made that? Hold yeah, on. We, did, we, did, we didn't actually think it existed. Yeah, we actually... I found a copy online on... Um, Dude. Yeah, we, I think we talked about it about, about a year and a half ago. And we were like, this thing doesn't exist. But yeah, I found one. And yeah, I'm going to send it off to the Cronin Museum. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. Yeah, I, I have two cassettes. I have Dead Reflection by Silverstein and Page Avenue by Sword of the Year. So um, I grew up on cassettes, so it's it's super nostalgic for me. But, um, you know, you young cats, I don't know what you guys are doing. You guys are, are iPod iPod nano motherfuckers or whatever <laughs> you are. I don't know. But <laughs> Flack file having asses. Flack file having motherfucker. Flack for life. But um, no, yeah, I said, you know, the Silverstein stuff, it's really exciting. Um, I'm excited about the Papa Roach stuff. Um, they're, the, the single I heard were dope. Speaking of things that aren't dope, uh, Morbius. So <laughs> last week we touched about, we talked on, on Morbius and it had like a 15% Rotten Tomato. But I just wanted to check in on it today <clears throat> just because I thought it was funny. I wanted to see what it was at. It was at 17%. It went up a little bit, but I will yeah, say yeah. audience score is at 70%. Wow. So like, wow. if you look at it as far as like school grades go, I mean, it still gets a pass. It's fine. It's not a fail. Uh, so I don't know. I, I kind of would just like go see it just to go see it. I still, I still got to see it for myself. I haven't seen it. So I can't like take these ratings as like, it's what the movie's all about. But uh, Mr. Steve, you did see Morbius. Yes. I was in on it. I actually, I saw it in the most ghetto cinema I've ever been in my life. And um, it, it, overall, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It wasn't the greatest movie I've ever seen either. But uh, in terms of visuals, it was really good. Jared Leto was, you know, Jared Leto, you know, kooky and weird. And, you know, he did a pretty good job. But um, I think Matt Smith in the the role of the best friend, he, he's, he stole every scene. So, you know, that's in terms of the... The storyline, it was, it was a little bit wish-washy and it probably needs to be about 45 minutes longer and, you know, there were some post-credit scenes that sort of didn't make too much sense. But if you look at the bigger picture of things, you know, yeah. it, it, it definitely gave us some room to improve. But, hey, I, I liked it, you know. In terms of just going in there and switching off, it was good. I was going to ask, if you had to give it a rating, um, either go see it in, in theaters, rent the movie, buy the movie or download it illegally to watch, what would you rank it? Uh, illegally stream it. 
maybe later when it comes out. <laughs> what I've read about that was, um, you know, it's kind of like DC's problem is, you know, they, I know it's a Marvel thing, but it's the editing issues. It's like, they don't know what, you know, it, this is a pre-pandemic movie that came out post, you know, I don't want to say post-pandemic, but you know what I'm saying. And it was, it was almost like it was pre-No Way Home and they didn't know what to do, you know, so they, they really fucked it up in editing. Um, cause a lot of the scenes out of the trailers, it did, it didn't even make it in the movie, you know, and yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't know if we're in spoilers yet, but, you know, spoiler alert, you know, they, they do cross over with, from what I understand, some of the MCU stuff, but it's not in the MCU, it's in the Venom verse, the Sony Venom verse. And it's kind of a nightmare, you know, and it's like, dude, this just doesn't make sense. And I'll see it. But, yeah, I, I won't illegally download it like nipples over there. But allegedly, um, he allegedly, allegedly. allegedly will download it. Allegedly. I have no idea what you're talking about. I definitely don't have I, I definitely don't have over don't 50 terabytes of, um, of a media server or anything. Henry, shut up. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> fucking pirate. Man. Henry has of, digital copies of, of every movie he's purchased exactly. on his hard drive. Fucking pirate. Man. What kind of scrub is that shit? He's got receipts. Our podcast is going to like leave a paper, tra- paper trail or bright crumb trail to Henry Henry and all his activity <laughs> yeah. online and shit. I'm going to yeah, go dang. encrypt all these hard drives real quick. Be right back. Don't, don't tag me in this. I don't want to be accessory after the fact. So speaking of like movies with with decent reviews or bad reviews, Sonic Two scored pretty high. Funny enough, I was just about to bring that one up. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited. I'm seeing it in about twelve hours. Oh shit! So yep, we're gonna yeah. get a Sonic Two review next week from Henry. Lock it in. Yeah, we're gonna lock that in the, to the schedule next week. But uh, it has a sixty-eight yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, so far higher score than Morbius, <laughs> but a ninety-eight percent audience score. That's nice. pretty damn good. It, critics are not going to yeah. like an you know a half CG anthropomorphic you know ca- character movie. They're just not going to like that based on a video game, especially. So you know, I don't expect the scores to be particularly high. But the first one was well, not, I can't call it a great movie, but it was fun. And of course, Jim sure, Carrey yeah. is a fucking genius as Doctor Robotnik. So, uh, he, but he. He mentioned today that he's, he's retiring. Yeah, he's quit because of Yeah, didn't he say it's his last thing? Like how, he's a quitter. How is Sonic 2 his last movie? Yeah, he Sonic 2. He'd only, do, he'd only do another movie if, uh, what was it, the director of Batman approached him to do another Ace Ventura. Which Batman? Chris Nolan? Yeah, if, if Christopher Nolan reached out to him to, to direct another Ace Ventura movie, that's <laughs> the only movie he'll do. I'd watch shit. that. That's awesome. I, yeah, I recently watched... Um, Jackass Forever. That, that came oh, out. I finally just recently. saw that too. I saw that about two, two it, yeah. weeks ago. I finally watched that at home. Yeah, I saw at least six sticks in that movie. Oh my god, only <laughs> six? Were, did, did you only watch 15 minutes of it? There was so much hanging dong in that movie. Like, <laughs> I was could more not. The story of the year DVD. I was really thrown off. Yeah, there was a lot of dick in that movie. I'm glad uh, when it was in theaters, I thought and i know it's a dumb idea but i thought about taking my kid to see it because we talked about the oh, movie and i'm so fucking glad i didn't and i'm like well here's just a here's a fat man getting his balls bit by a lizard or whatever it is yeah you would have walked out in 10 minutes cover your eyes the intro of the movie you know that alone 
But then I think the only part that just left me sort of like, okay, why do they need to film that was uh, spoilers. If you have not seen it, uh, there's a part where they kind of flatten a couple people's penises God. with like this plastic <laughs> device, but it's see-through. It doesn't hurt them. It's just squishing uh, their dicks into like ping pong paddles. That part made me uneasy. Everything else though, like all the dick stuff was funny. Uh, you know, regardless. Dickzilla. That was great. Oh my, I lost my shit. That was so funny. The stop motion Godzilla. <laughs> I, I cringed a good bit watching that movie. And I've watched a lot of Jackass in the past. And I I did have a, you know, a couple of times in a movie like, oh my God, how the fuck did they think this would be a good idea for, to film? <laughs> Can't believe I'm watching this shit. It's pretty cool. But uh, I, I still watched it. And uh, I know it's a lot different watching Jackass when you're mid-30s versus your teens. Yeah. I can't imagine the difference between filming it in your 20s and filming it in your late 40s. So, Yeah, some of them look like they got, like, hurt, hurt oh, yeah. this time around versus before where they got hit, you know, really hard and got up and ran it off, walked it off. But you can definitely see from Jackass, like, where, like, Story of the Year kind of got that influence for their oh, yeah. DVDs. They, and they just, talked about that all the time. Yeah. Definitely. Did you guys watch Moon Knight Episode 2? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. That Moon Knight. It was good. I mean, it, it's definitely shaping up. I mean... That's just kind of how the Marvel shows are, where they lead you in for three, four episodes. But, dude, it was, he's good. So good. You know how the scenes where he, like, blacks out and wakes up and wonders what's going on? That's, like, how my yeah. wife watches it. She's like, yeah. what the fuck is going on in this show? Is she, like, nodding in? Is she, like, in and out of sleep? Like, she's <laughs> she's actually just Moon Knight herself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's... <laughs> Steve's got her tethered to the bed. He's like, hey, watch the show. <laughs> and she blacks out and wakes up. She blacks out, wakes up. Her name's like Jolinda instead, and she like has to fight you to the death. Yeah, episode two was. Um, I really enjoyed episode two. You know, obviously, you know, trying to progress that story forward a bit more and a bit more character realization, which is what we're all here for. So I, was, I enjoyed it. Looking at how many episodes is this series anyway? Do we have a number on it? I heard it was six. It was yeah, supposed to be I six. Think yeah, that's six. what I, I've been. Yeah. Well, I hope, they, I hope there's enough time to really try and flesh out a good story. The well, wait, like maybe after a week after the sixth one drops, and then maybe like talk talk about it, go into like depth and kind of break it down and talk about it and discuss it. I I, I definitely want to highlight it and talk about how how great it is so far. But I'm afraid I'm gonna yeah. spoil it for someone. I don't want to be that asshole, you know, Gumby. I don't want to be that asshole who spoils something <laughs> for somebody. So. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of spoilers yet, but. Um... Yeah, it definitely can turn into that for sure. But By the way, Gumby was upset that I called him out last week about spoilers. So I, I just want to also reiterate that uh, uh, apparently I didn't, I didn't see it because I guess I was tapping too fast. But in his stories, he said he wrote uh, a warning for the Spider-Man meme that we discussed. Like I was just like clicking through. But then I saw the three looks of warnings. Yeah, he was like, I left a spoiler warning. I was like, I didn't read that. I didn't read that. I was looking at pictures. I was on Instagram to look at pictures. But anyway, he got he got he got upset that I just called him out. He's all right. He, he's such a sweet dude. He's okay. Well, you know, what did you guys think? What did you guys think of our first episode? What was your what was your feedback? I loved it. It was hilarious. I dude, I laughed so fucking hard. Hey, Steve, you don't get a fucking opinion. You call out sick. <laughs> you don't get an opinion. You weren't there. Just kidding. HR I'm just kidding. Said, Say whatever you want. HR said that I can take the time off. It's not H. It's H. <laughs> this is a freedom podcast. Mark. We don't bow to the queen. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. No, I thought it was good. I have a hard time judging something I'm on, but uh, seems seems weird to 
kind of even analyze something I was a part of because I'll mainly because all I hear is my own voice and I fucking hate it. I'm sorry. You have to listen people. <laughs> speak up, speak up, Henry. Use that voice. We hate it. We hate it too. If that makes you feel better. Damn. I'm just I, love kidding. Henry. <laughs> I was about to Same. say like, you got a great voice. Let's keep talking. Conan yeah. <laughs> kind of cut me off on that one. Show us your nipples. For those listening, Henry's uh, lifting up his shirt and he's shaking and them titties. There, there, they he's, are. there he goes. Oh he's God. definitely rubbing them. He's now pinch- he's pinching them. Sweet Jesus Christ! Uh, I thought. I mean, I'm biased. I thought it was pretty great. I thought it came out good. I gave it to a few people to listen to, and the feedback was we held up the conversation. It was good, a good flow, and uh, people seemed to enjoy it. Wait till we show them this episode. Yeah, wait till we show them this one. Who did you guys share your your podcast with? Did you tell anybody? My wife. My wife. I told my wife I was doing a podcast. She didn't give a fuck. Hmm. Seems about right. I mean, I don't really have any friends outside this Discord. So, you know, this is pretty much everybody. Damn, Henry. <laughs> go to, Jesus. Go to Barnes & Noble and make a friend, dog. Like, just go in public. <laughs> it's really hard to, to end up just hanging out with new people in your mid-30s, I realize. It's really fucking hard. Especially when, you're, oh my no, when, when your whole life starts over and, like, when you have social anxiety, it makes it that much more fun. All right, everybody go to grinder.com slash Henley Clark slash nipples. Henley Clark? Henley? Henry. How many are in his name? Yeah. We've all heard Henley. Seven. All those uh, the shotgun beers are hidden. No, I can see that, though. It definitely can't be like, you can't just like be like a dude in your 30s and go up to someone, you know, hey, Yo, you wanna hang out? we're going to be friends, right? Yeah. It's, I'm on a podcast. I'd be like, no, get away from me. Yeah, I'm on a podcast. It's called the Steamy Nook. You might want to listen to it. Cool. Good review, guys. I'm glad you guys gave an in-depth, detailed review about our podcast. I'm glad you all liked it so much. Five stars. Five, Five stars. stars. But, uh, speaking of that, yeah, we're just going to wrap it there then. If you, guys, if you guys have a moment and you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, please do actually review uh, review us. Give us a little five-star there at the top. It actually will help us out, kind of shoot this pod up in the algorithms of the internets. Uh, if you want to check out the pod and you're not about Spotify and you're somehow listening to this, uh, but you want to be told where to go, just go to anchor.fm slash the steamy nook. And on Instagram, you can find us at the steamy nook. Boom. We made it easy. If you're ever like, I don't remember, it's called the steamy nook. How do I even find them online? Just type the steamy nook. I'm Mike Ortiz. I'm Henley Clark. No, I'm Mike Cronin. I love you. I don't even know who I am anymore. Uh, we don't know either. I'm Steve Owen in the future. With a barb in his heart. Shout out to that Stingray. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out Stingray. <laughs> Mr. Nipples, what's your name? Come on, Doc. Say bye. Come on, Henley. Henley. Um, Henley. Uh, Don Henley. Yes, I, I, I'm the real Henley Clark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Jesus Christ. Have a good weekend. Have a good day. I'm sorry if I destroyed that for everyone's hard work. It was my fault.